0: Well, get ready to jump on the wave. It's time to ride the sales pipeline again today with the big dog himself, the master of sales. Matt, hi. And say, Matt. How are you doing, Paul? I'm good. I'm good. You're the big dog today.
1: Uh, Every week, it's a new moniker. I don't know (laughs) what to expect. We don't talk about this. I never get any kind of heads up. It's always a surprise. I just go look through
0: social media and I just copy all the accolades that you get here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's ridiculous (laughs) Oh man, well thank you very much for all you do To to Paul, to SLMA Radio To Jim Obermeyer, to Susan Finch Uh, We've got such an amazing team behind uh, Sales Pipeline Radio We we couldn't do it without them, Uh, we would not be here I think uh, uh, SLMA published The Press release uh, earlier this week, I believe That this is now a weekly show that we're so excited about Uh, Had such great feedback uh, From our guests, had great participation Great insights from our guests, which is really What drives the show, if you want to hear from some of those Past guests, you can always see them at salespipelineradio.com, You can uh, download uh, episodes. You can follow us on iTunes. Lots of great, uh, great stuff up there. So we are uh, well into April now. Uh, last time we talked, uh, it was the beginning of the beginning of the month, beginning of the quarter. Uh, boy, uh, I'm sure there's plenty of salespeople that are already feeling that they're behind. Um, but uh, we got some great guests coming up today. Very excited to have Mark McNocker. I'm really Mark. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, Mark is the president of Insight Development Group recognized industry expert who specializes in helping people create personal brand and effectively articulate their value proposition. He's the author of the book, So What? How to Communicate What Really Matters to Your Audience. And uh, Mark, thanks very much for joining us. Hey, Matt. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, um, you know, a lot of things we can touch on here. Um, You know, I know that you are, you're involved with Insight Development Group. You're involved with an organization called Lego. I think I'm pronouncing that right as well. Uh, Maybe talk a little bit about sort of the, the variety of things that you're involved
2: in right now. Happy to do that, Matt. So, yeah, the primary focus uh, for me, I'm actually the president and co-founder. Uh, you did have the name pronounced correctly. It's Allego. Allego uh, is actually the Latin word for allegory, allegory being a, a short story designed to make a point. So Allegro is a mobile-first platform designed to help sales teams capture their best ideas using mobile video and make it real easy to distribute their best stories, their best pitches, and let managers coach their salespeople remotely. Interesting. Now, Lego. Um,
1: I mean, this is, is a, the the sales enablement space has been growing significantly. The sales training space has seen a lot of a lot of great entries. I know Lego was recently named a co vendor by Gartner as well. So you guys certainly have a lot of momentum. Um, you know, talk about a little bit about sort of sales training, sales coaching, especially when you got a remote teams, um, you know, not surprised to see such great momentum in the company. But what are some of the problems that you're seeing sales teams uh, are addressing when they're looking at something like a Lego? What are some of the challenges in a more distributed or mobile workforce that um, the sales teams are grappling with right now?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, first of all, our, our fundamental worldview is that traditional sales training is broken. And I tell you that as a, as a salesperson myself and as someone who's in the sales training business on the instructor-led side for 15 years. And that's not to say that there's no value in traditional instructor-led training, because I think there is, but I think what we now know is that the way people learn, and in particular the way millennials learn, is fundamentally different. And so by that I mean the ability to go to, for example, a new product rollout at a national sales meeting, where you're drinking from this fire hose of information, and then the product isn't even gonna be available for three months or for six months. What ends up happening is most people just tune out. And they tune out because most of us have learned that there's a much better way to learn. And you tend to learn using a short YouTube-style video when you're already interested in something. And for most salespeople, it just makes sense. We're not interested in learning about something and we're not motivated to learn about it until there's actually some deal on the table or something relevant for us to want to learn. So a big part of what our focus has been is how do we make it easy for salespeople to learn what they need to know when they need to know it and to make it easy for their managers to have some capacity to be able to certify them either in a formal sense or in an informal sense that yes, this salesperson is ready for prime time and they're ready to go out and talk to prospects and not go practice what they're going to say on prospects or
1: customers. That's so important. I mean, you touched on a couple things there. You know, one is – Breaking, you know, training into smaller chunks, uh, you know, and it, it not necessarily because we have less, you know, lower attention spans these days, but I think people are able to consume that information better. They're able to uh, use it uh, more effectively, and we can more precisely apply that training and that communication in the right place. But you also mentioned something that I want to touch on, which is the idea of practice in sales teams. I think you know this is not something you see a lot of sales teams uh, put time and attention on. There's not enough coaching going on in most sales orgs from what we see, let alone practice. Uh, how important is the idea of practice and familiarity and comfortability with a new idea uh, relative to simply sort of communicating it in the first place?
2: Well, you know, Matt, I did some homework uh, before getting on on this interview, and, and you know, to understand a little bit more about the podcast and some of what you're doing. And in doing so, I, I noticed you're at Weber Shandwick and then at Microsoft, and you know, some some pretty major companies here. So I've I've got to imagine, uh, you know, in answering that question for you, that you yourself had to practice what you were going to say before you said it when you worked at a company like Microsoft as a product manager. Sure. Right? So so here's the crazy part. Think about this. In almost every other realm of business, and not just of business, but of athletics, of entertainment, if you think about it, it's not just lawyers who practice. It's not just doctors who practice. It's not just, you know, accountants that practice, but athletes practice. Actors practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so practice is a fundamental in every single discipline where people become great at something. And too often what happens in sales, in my own experience, is even talented salespeople who are born with the gift of gab, they often get by by being able to wing it, but they don't realize how much better they could be by just spending a little time in practice. And what we've discovered with our platform is, is that when people, when a sales manager, for example, sends out an assignment and says, here's an example of what good looks like. It's a, a short three minute recording from the number one salesperson in that, on that team or in that channel. And they send it out as an assignment saying, now I want you to do your version of that. And you've got until Friday at five o'clock. It takes three minutes. You could do it once or you could do it multiple times. What we know from our analytics with over 25,000 people on the system is that most salespeople, are practicing three plus times. So it's the average is greater than three now that they're practicing before they share it with their manager, which it turns out is driving the exact behavior that we know is highly correlated with succeeding, and that is practicing before you pitch.
0: Do you want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? Do you want it in 30 seconds or less? Then check out Marketing Grader. The free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com, enter the URL that you want to analyze, and MarketingGrader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. Marketinggrader.com All right, I think we got Matt back on the line here. You know, he's always traveling around the world here. He's probably in Abu Dhabi or at the top of Mount Everest here, so it's hard to get a connection.
1: I'm not quite there. I, I knew it was going to be a little dangerous today, so I, I mentioned the last couple of shows, you know, we're going to take this on the road. Uh, we had the uh, Aptus Accelerate Conference yesterday, a great company. They've they they they've, uh, pioneered the idea of quote-to-cash. was down there and actually headed to Portland uh, later this afternoon as well. So, yeah, we're taking this show on the road. We are literally – I kid you not. I mean, this is part of my problem today. We are literally recording. They were doing this show live from the parking garage at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. Um, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, I uh, love it, uh, Mark. As Mark, as I kn- as as I know you know well, the life of the road warrior. You know, you you uh, you. Uh, and I, I mean this in the nicest possible way. You know, you get around. We got Mark Magnaka, who is the president of Insight Development Group. He's the co-founder of a Um He's working with some of the top financial services companies in the world: Edward Jones, UBS, Pacific Life, Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Mark is the author of "So What." And, uh, yeah, Mark, appreciate uh, you being a little patient with us as we took a little early commercial break. Um, but let's talk about the book because I think this is a really interesting book. I think this, you know, for a lot of people listening, like, you've got some great insights into sales training. But, you know, I think we, our listeners are hungry for new ideas and for new things they should read. And uh, this book is fascinating to me. So talk a little bit about the book, uh, why you wrote it, and wh- what, what some
2: of the main points are behind it. Yeah, so the big idea behind the book, Matt, was um, I had a, a sales mentor who was uh, a really amazing guy. And uh, he ran the EMC field marketing organization. His name was Jeff Goldberg. Uh, He died several years ago now, but, uh, man, he made a big impact on my life and and the life of so many other people. And um, what happened is he invited me in to talk about a a seminar program that I was doing. It was a sales training program for his team. And his team was already uh, very well-known and well-respected as among the best in their space, in the computer storage business. And so I went in and I did my normal presentation the way that most salespeople would do. Um, I had done my homework before I walked in, so I knew about the company and I knew a little bit about him. Uh, but this is in the pre-internet era where it was uh, a lot harder to have the kind of intel that you can do now with just a few clicks. So I went in and I, I sort of went through my presentation and literally at the end of the presentation, he looked me right in the eye and he said, so what? Like, why do I care about what you just said? Right. And I was shocked. I I was shocked. Like, what do you mean, so what? (laughs) And then he said to me, well, help me understand why you think my people would care about what you just said. And it was such a refreshing – it was a a punch in the stomach on the one hand. But on the other hand, you know, I, I was too close to it. And I didn't have at that time a coach that was sort of helping me. I had a presentation that worked. Like a lot of salespeople, I was sort of out running with it. And more often than not, it worked. But I, I wasn't really reviewing it. And and what he did by the time we were done of that in that one hour meeting, he said, "Look, you know, are you open to some feedback?" So here we are, coaching, right? This is a customer coaching me. And I said, "Yeah, I am." And he said, "If you want to succeed with my people, this is what you need to do." And uh, we talked about it. I literally edited some of the slides, took some stuff out while we were talking. Then he said, "I want you to practice it." I practiced. I came back about a week later and this time he just sat there and he said, "I want you to go through the whole thing." And and Matt, I got to say, I I had rarely done a full demo like that where I was actually doing a live rehearsal of what I was going to do. And he's the one that reminded me, "Why do you think this is odd?" That you understand they rehearsed the tonight show before in the <laughs> afternoon, right? They they yeah. rehearse at Saturday Night Live even. They you know, people yeah. rehearse. So, it it uh it struck a chord for me. I wrote the book, and then as I had a chance to travel all over the world, and it's interesting, Paul just mentioned uh, Abu Dhabi. I actually just got back from uh, the kingdom of Bahrain, where a CEO um, had picked up a copy of my book. He had brought it back to uh, to Bahrain. He'd given it to all of his managers at a 3,000-person aluminum company and then actually invited me to come to Bahrain to deliver this message there about the so what mindset, and so I, it turns out that I, I had struck a chord. It wasn't just me, but for a lot of people, uh, being able to consume this information in a short short form book um, has really made a difference for a lot of salespeople.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh,
2: if you want to learn more about the book, So What, uh, you can
1: check it out on Mark's website. He's just at markmagnaka.com. That's Mark with a K. M A G N A C C A. Lots of great resources up there. You can find out more about the book, more about Mark and the work he's done. Um, you know, Mark. You know, one of the things I pulled off of your bio is sort of this concept of "I love it, I need it, I'll buy it." Um, and I think um, you know, I'd, I'd love to have you walk through that a little bit in that progression and in what that implies for sort of a communication sequence that you recommend
2: salespeople follow. Sure. So, you know, the the premise of this was that what happens a lot of times is that as salespeople, we try to come up with a logical argument for what makes our product compelling. And, you know, when you think about the genius, for example, of of Steve Jobs, um, some people think of it in terms of of, uh, building Apple, but if you take it down to just one product, you know, he started pre-iPhone with iPod. And and the notion for him was, when people started talking about, well, what is this? You know, it's a uh, a portable storage device that can carry up to sixty gigabytes of information. And Jobs kept pushing back and pushing back. And finally, what emerged was, look, it's a way to carry a thousand songs in your pocket. Boom. And you think mm-hmm. about it, the, the idea for those of us who grew up in the in the cassette era and and even the uh, the LP era. Um, the notion of what I could carry a thousand songs in my pocket that 's powerful, mm-hmm. so what i 've found is that there 's there 's a what we call an ostensible benefit, and then there 's the real benefit the what I call the so what benefit the one that just is the real cause of what makes people want to actually buy and you know the the interesting thing about all the trends that have happened and uh, that have been reinforced by many leading companies like Forrester, is that more and more what's changing in the buyer's journey is the fact that salespeople aren't having to try to push to sell, but really the best salespeople are acting much more like consultants where you're helping customers buy. So in a sense, they've already figured out they want to buy something, but they need people to help navigate. Yeah, it's it's an
1: important concept that I think some people don't. A lot of salespeople...
2: Yeah, I agree. You
1: know. Yeah, and I and I think the you know, one of the concepts I hear people talk about a lot really is you know selling the hole, not the drill, right? You know, you may have a drill people want to buy, but very few people go to Home Depot because they want a drill. They want a hole, and so the opportunity to help ensure that they understand why they need it, they understand the how it ties into their own needs and their own, uh, you know, kind of the things they're looking for. Uh, are, are important. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take an intentional commercial break here uh on Sales Pipeline Radio. When we come back a little more with Mark, I want to talk about how all this applies to marketing as well and how the marketing team can support some of this of these efforts and organizations. Uh, we'll be right back. Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity for a blueprint. For a guide to what's really working and how to make it apply specifically to increase sales pipeline growth velocity and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketers Field Guide, something you should have in your back pocket right now. If you don't, you can download it for free at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics, you can put to work right away like today the loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem some maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk right in front of you as you're listening to this it's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you to open your eyes to give you some task or idea to do next it's all that and more And it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. Whether you're
2: producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com
0: all right let's see if we can get matt's connection to hold on for a couple more minutes as we wrap up here
1: it <laughs> it's gonna right. holding on by a string we're going to make it to the end here that's right uh, guarantee it. Uh, you know what the uh, sales pipeline radio waits for no one
0: that's right i've got uh, the tin cup hanging out the window here i'm going to run it up to you here so
1: lord help us all right so well next week uh uh speaking of sales pipeline radio uh next week we uh we're going to
0: we're gonna something. We got we got the we're gonna out of Matt here.
1: one of the best episodes I think we've had. It was with Trish Bertuzzi, who's the author of Sales Development Playbook. Uh, am I still there? Are we gonna are we gonna. Hello, hello.
0: Yeah, we we, we lost uh, that little bit there. We we said we gotta, and then that's all we got.
1: Well, I was I think I was doing my American American Idol uh, impression. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and then we're gonna wait until.
0: I think it's definitely been idle, like American Idol, like IDLE here. I think the whole.
1: We're going
2: to do a replay of uh, one of my favorite episodes of Seal Pipeline Radio so far. Am I back, Paul? Our friend Matt may just need to get to a spot away from concrete. I, I've been in those airports myself, and I know that uh, you got to be out where where you can see the blue sky for that signal to get uh, clearly to the phone.
0: I think that's the problem. He's down too many layers here.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, can you hear me now, or am I, am I still out?
0: we can hear you just barely
1: oh boy uh, yeah I think I think Paul I think your idea is right I think let uh like I, I, I you know I'm excited to have mark here today I apologize for some of the uh, the issues it's totally my fault today uh, we've got some great episodes coming up next week Trish pertuzzi from sales development playbook in two weeks we have Dave Crenshaw the author of the myth of multitasking very important to feature Dave uh, but mark let's 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 finish up I guess you know you got some great ideas is for helping sales people with better training, better consumption, better practice, um, helping sales managers do better. W- what can the marketing organization do to support this? Uh, you know, is, is are there things marketing can do from an enablement or from development that can support these efforts?
2: Yeah, so to answer the question, what can marketing do, there's a lot of things marketing can do. I can tell you that in the case of a Lego, one of our biggest use cases is a national supporting the national sales meeting. So to give you an example of this, Matt, think of the typical company doing a national sales meeting. And, uh, you know, very often marketing is busy preparing new collateral that they're going to roll out, be it digital collateral or print collateral, and, uh, and sales is doing their own thing. Well, what we found is that there's some great ways to make it easy using the power of video to let salespeople absorb information before they get to that national sales meeting And then we found there's some real easy ways using video technology to capture the best stuff that happens at a national sales meeting. And then we found, from a marketing standpoint, being able to drip that content out. In some cases, you're dripping content out to the sales team. In other cases, you're capturing snippets of some of the best things that happen at the national sales meeting and even sharing that with prospects and customers. So the big idea here is in all the places that – Uh, Our line items on the budget that are being examined by management. One of them that often isn't examined closely enough is what are we spending on our NSM? And what we've found is that we can help people either A, go from a four-day meeting to a three-day meeting, or B, leverage those days at the national sales meeting so that that content has a life beyond the meeting. Because we all know that 60 days after the meeting, 80% of what's been said has, has disappeared into the ether.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's great advice, great advice. Well, I think uh, as we wrap up here and just before the tin can gives way, Mark, maybe just talk a little more about, you know, where else can people learn about you, where they, can they read more about some of these ideas and, you know, what's the best
2: place for people to start to experience the book, So What? Great. Well, uh, if you want to know more about the book, So What? You can go to sowhatbook.com. And if you want to know more about Lego and understand how we're helping more than 25,000 users and, uh, a wide range of blue-chip companies now harness the power of mobile video for their sales force. Uh, you can visit us at Alego.com. That's A-L-L-E-G-O dot com. Rhymes with uh, Lego, my ego. Perfect. Awesome. Well, special thanks to our guest, Mark Magnaka, today. Uh,
1: he's going to some great insights. I think we learned a lot today, Paul. We learned... Uh, we learned about uh, you know creating content in bite-sized chunks to get it better engaged with your sales team. We learned about the power of practice and comfortability and preparation. We also learned you don't do live radio shows in the middle of a large concrete building. <laughs> That's and, what I was going <laughs> to add, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, this is a terrible idea, and um, we're not going to do this again. So, uh, what's what's ironic is I'm literally a floor below the open sky, which would have been a much better idea. So, hey, you know what? Life's about learning. Life's about taking those lessons, and and making sure you don't repeat them again and getting better. So I appreciate everyone sticking through this with us for today's episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks to Mark for his great insights. Thanks to Paul and the team for uh, putting up with me today. Uh, Join us again next week. Trish Bertuzzi, the author of Sales Development Playbook. We're going to do a special repeat performance. Uh, by popular demand, for people that didn't hear that, and then the week after, we've got Dave Crenshaw, author of "The Myth of Multitasking." Others, uh, Matt, thank for joining us See you next week from a much better location, Sales Pipeline Radio.
0: Well, we were struggling to ride the waves today here, but we got through it. You're riding the sales pipeline with Matt Hines, of Hines Market.